0: Disclaimer, all views expressed on this podcast represent the host and his guest and not the companies or agencies they're associated with. This is Tony's Game Lounge World Tour, a podcast with a variety of guests from all over the world talking all things in the gaming industry. Here's your host, Tony Erickson. Hello everybody and welcome back to another
1: brand new episode of Tony's Game Lounge. I'm your host as always, Tony Erickson and this week on the world tour we head to washington the state not the american capital to be joined by pokemon unite streamer and also visual novel streamer because he's played a couple of those dirty panda hi everyone how are you doing hello welcome to the podcast
2: thank you thank you for having me appreciate it how are you doing today panda Oh, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Yeah, yeah. I'm practicing for a tournament, and uh, that's coming up this Saturday. So uh, just trying to get my fingers wet before, Ooh. You know, before the stress comes in.
1: Nice. D- is there, like, a gamer grease that you use uh, in particular? <laughs> Ooh, gamer grease. Ooh, just sweat. Just, uh, just pure sweat. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, hey, since you're brand new here, we get to start with a passport check, where I ask you your favorite video game. Video game character in video game soundtrack. The most loaded question you can ask anybody who plays video games.
2: Oh, definitely. I feel that. Um yeah, for my favorite video game, Final Fantasy VIII. Ooh, okay. Favorite character. Ooh, I'm gonna have to go with Captain Falcon. Uh yeah, Captain Falcon's gonna be my favorite character and favorite soundtrack. Is going to be from Sonic Adventure Two.
1: Okay, yeah. nice. That's a it's a popular one here. We've had tons of Sonic speedrunners on. Specifically, Sonic Adventure 2 Speedrunners on the podcast. So uh, as uh, whenever I hear like a non-Sonic Speedrunner say that, I'm actually like, oh, damn. Okay, okay.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I grew up with uh, Sonic for most of my life before Mario. So I, honestly, I'm biased to Sonic more than oh, Mario. Nice.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. In that case, then, I want to ask you this. Uh, what are your thoughts on Sonic Frontiers? Uh, <sighs> we, are, we are 15 days away as of recording this.
2: Um, well, if Sega's listening, um, I don't really care too much about frontier but if you can do a remaster of sonic r that'd be great
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay hey that's a great tie-in uh, to last week's episode where we actually talked about sonic r for a bit uh, so please, <laughs> if you if you're listening to this now make sure to check out last week's episode with Nimputs uh because we did talk sonic r and uh speed runs and just that game in general really really good conversation but uh let's jump into the headline of the week which uh, if you're a fan of the witcher could be concerning uh just basically henry cavill will no longer be playing the role of Geralt in the netflix witcher series he's being replaced by liam hemsworth uh from season four on to the shows what will probably be eventual cancellation because why is henry cavill leaving Well, if it was for, you know, other things, it would be totally understandable. But we all, Henry Cavill has come out as this giant nerd and huge fan of The Witcher series. He's, heck, one of the reasons why The Witcher kind of got this series to begin with. And why he was cast as it. Well, turns out the writers of the show do not like the book material. Which is what the show is based on. Which is concerning to say the least if you know because you, when a lot of video game and like fantasy media deviate from the source it's either all right or it flops w- what are your thoughts on this
2: uh, i would say yeah you're you're on the it's on the right it's on you're on the right path like because game of thrones how it deviated from the books itself ended terribly
1: i mean to Um, be fair there were they 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 did everything from the books and then the books just stopped there were no new books true (laughs) true
2: true especially towards like the the later seasons there was like nothing there so they had to make up their own thing yeah but i do feel like the the show it's this show itself will start um losing some of its uh, fan base for sure and may end up having to be canceled early um, but if they cast a Chris Hemsworth, I mean, who wouldn't, who wouldn't want to see Thor in a hot tub?
1: <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. You're definitely not wrong. It'll be interesting to see where the writing for this show goes. So that's all I could really say on it. I haven't actually watched The Witcher series yet, so I can't really fully say of whether or not it's a good or bad series. I've just kind of gone with what uh, my friends and other people i've talked to about it have said and they said it's a really good really good show uh maybe we'll see where this goes and god i hope it doesn't i hope it isn't bad for the sake of just witcher fans i hope it isn't bad uh but that's uh the headline of the week it's now time to dive into other things that happened this
0: past week here is this week in review Covering news from the world of video games, TCG, and board games, this is The Week in Review. And
1: taking a look at the game releases, we had Harvestella finally release, which has been a part of, I think, the past three or four Nintendo Directs. It's been a lot. It was was in that one farming Direct where there was a bunch of farm games and life sim games. I can't remember what the big reveal of that Direct was, honestly, because that's all I remember that Direct for. Uh, but you also had the Chant and WRC Generations come out as well. And in the world of gaming news, starting off, PlayStation and I guess just VR fans in general will be happy to know that the PlayStation VR 2 will officially launch next year, February 22nd, for the low, low price of five hundred forty nine ninety nine US dollars oh that's a steal <laughs> <laughs> it really is uh and at launch you will have 16 games uh at launch
2: mm, as long as it's compatible with beat saber i think a lot of people I, be okay I think it sh- that. i
1: think it should be yeah. i believe vr2 will be compatible with everything that was in the first catalog for playstation vr so yeah that should be good in sport game news, NHL 23 has released a brand new free update to celebrate 30 years of the Mighty Ducks. Yep, the uh, the very popular sports movies uh, getting put into this update. Sort of like how Ted Lasso was put into FIFA. Uh, the new Fly Together update adds free cosmetic items. You have to get the Basically, just download the cosmetics and they'll be in there forever. Uh, from the entire Mighty Ducks franchise, from old jerseys to other things. Uh, and you can get that until January 2nd, 2023. So if you have NHL 23, do not delay. Get this really neat collaboration to celebrate uh, 30 years of the Mighty Ducks. Quack. 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 <laughs> <They're> <laughs> that's like, that's all I know. Too. <laughs> that, that's really all I know. I need to watch that movie. I need to watch a lot of movies, and that one is one of them. <laughs> In Dead by Daylight news, they're getting a new update, the Forged in Fog update to Dead by Daylight, adding a brand new killer survivor and map. The killer is The Knight, which is really cool. It's a medieval knight, going to slice some people up with his big sword. The new survivor, Vittorio Toscano, and the new map, Shattered Square. That is all set for a November 22nd release. In some television news, a big one, big one, because I think I don't think we had the date yet until now. The Last of Us, the HBO series, finally has a premiere date January 15th. And that's exciting because a lot of that show, if not most of it, was actually filmed in my city. Oh, that's crazy. So, (laughs) really cool. To uh, I'm looking forward to that. It's probably one of the only video game medias I'm, I'll probably try to watch day one, uh, because I really want to see how well they do it. So I'm excited for that. Are you excited for the HB uh for the <laughs> for the Last of Us series? I honestly
2: didn't hear about it at all. Uh, really? Yeah, I guess I'm really uh far away from any like PlayStation related kind of news. But that's pretty cool. I wonder if like they're going to. This is going to be actually like a live thing, right? Where's live, it go? It's all oh, Live, live action. Live okay, action. got it. I was thinking they're just going to take clips from the game and just create a movie out
1: of it. <laughs> God, if only. No, it's entirely live action. They have uh, some big names in the shoes of Joel, Ellie. Yeah, no, it's looking good. Uh, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for the people who are excited for it. Hopeful, I'm hoping that it's uh, good and gets greenlit for a season, two. And maybe yeah. like a or even a sequel series where it does uh, the Last of Us Part Two, for like another series of it. That would be cool. Yeah, just
2: don't pull a Netflix and be like, just <laughs> destroy Death Note for everyone.
1: God. Oh. <laughs> hi, I'm Light Turner. I'm the regular kid at high school. Oh look, a demon book. Oh hi, Brian Cranston. I'm a fucking demon. Sure you are. Hey, hey uh, <laughs> I'm the one Cranston. who knocks. <laughs> uh anyway i'm gonna go write some people's name in here (laughs) that's that's the netflix adaptation of death note in a nutshell oh that hurts (laughs) speaking of death note did you see that the simpsons parody death note no i haven't yeah they did it's called like death tome it's like it was part of their recent uh halloween treehouse of horror episode Ooh. and it's like a seven minute thing where lisa gets the death tome and bart is ryuk oh okay it might be on disney plus so i can probably check and that beliefs, out. i believe it is uh, it's, it's weird seeing the simpsons on disney plus still which is like because of that whole fox buyout that happened. yeah but yeah uh definitely check it out i checked it out it's pretty it's pretty good it's pretty funny uh, but what isn't funny is the money and the subs that Sony lost since they relaunched PlayStation Plus. The service has come out with some numbers. They lost 1.9 million subscribers when they relaunched the PS Plus service. It fell from 47.3 million to 45.4 million. So, yeah, that's a bi- kind of a big loss. I mean, w- looking at it subjectively, you just see the 1.9 million. Like, oh, that's a big number. In reality, it's not too big. They're still in the 40 millions for how many subs they have, but still kind of crazy to see that uh, a lot of people were not pleased with the switch, the switch from the PlayStation Plus service. In and speaking of pleasing them all, in lawyer law news. IKEA, oh boy, IKEA. Their IKEA's lawyers have demanded changes to an upcoming indie horror survival game. The store is closed, based off of the SCP, where you go into an IKEA and the staff try to kill you because uh, they're zombies, and uh, it's like a survival horror game. Looks really cool. Check it out uh, on Steam or whatever to because it looks so cool. Anyway, that he's getting, uh, he's been asked to comply to basically change the store from looking too much like ikea and whatnot to avoid a major lawsuit so they've given the creator 10 days to comply he said that he will is just uh figuring out everything that he has to do to comply uh, which includes changing the store's exterior from a blue building with giant yellow letters on the side of it uh, to the designs of some of the staff uniforms and the floor textures and whatnot, because IKEA doesn't <laughs> IKEA doesn't want to promote the message of "Hey, art!" If you come into IKEA late at night, our staff will turn into zombies and eat you. But then again, I feel like IKEA might be do might do better with that marketing. I think so too. Yeah, I mean, if not Walmart, might be available for that. Ooh, yes. Let's get the Walmart SCP video game, please. Uh, somebody <laughs> somebody, start working on that. In Sonic News, Sonic Frontiers, they put out a brand new prologue animation featuring Knuckles. Pretty good. It's like six or seven minutes long, and it's really dope. Really dope. You get to see uh, Knuckles on the Angel Islands. Yeah, you see him guarding Sky Sanctuary. There's Chow. Chower in it, and it's really dope. And it actually tells how Knuckles gets to the Starfall Islands in Frontiers. Uh, so really, really cool, really cool. In rumor, in the rumor mill news, a new Deus Ex game is reported to be in extremely early development at Eidos Montreal. Which should be really cool because we have not seen a Deus Ex game since 2012. Oh wow, that's a long time. I might be it's somewhere in the early 2010s that we got the most recent one. So, yeah, it'll have been a while. And lastly, in the world of gaming news, Dota 2 is adding Cave Johnson, J.K. Simmons, as a voiceover for the game coming November 3rd. Uh, Cave Johnson being Simmons' character that he played in the Portal games because Dota is made, is uh, uh, part of Valve. And the whole trailer for it, you had Gaben there. Being Gaben. Uh, get excited if you're a Dota fan. It sounds pretty cool. J.K. Simmons and stuff, that, it's just great. Love seeing J.K. Simmons and stuff. And that's it for gaming news. In the world of TCG, starting with Pokemon, the Mew VMAX Battle League deck and the Sil- and Silver Tempest, the newest TCG packs, those released on November 11th Unless you're a certain target, because TikTokers have found a target that's been selling Silver Tempest packs early. So check your targets, because some of them might be putting it out already, when they shouldn't be. But hey, no one's going to stop them, their target. And the Scarlet and Violet base set, those come out March 2023. In the world of Yu-Gi-Oh! in our Master Duel update, the new November ranked season has begun, and about halfway through the month... Is when we will see the new duel pass and whatever that will bring, where Tony goes, Tony, me, Tony, goes on his, I don't know, three to four day binge of hating himself because he has to play ranked to get the new duel mates in the battle pass. Oh, golly gee. Uh, and in the world of Yu Gi Oh! TCG. Uh, Structure Deck, the Dark World Structure Deck, comes out December 1st. The Dark Magician Girl Accessories and Photon Hypernova come out on the 9th of February. And Forest of the Trap Tricks Structure Deck comes out February 24th. And lastly, in Magic the Gathering, the Pioneer Challenger decks come out November 4th, which is tomorrow, uh, day of recording. They've come out already if you're listening to this on the Monday. The Brothers War comes out November eighteenth, and the promotional stuff for that is all starting to come out right now to get you, get your palace wet for more Magic cards. And the thirtieth anniversary edition of Magic: The Gathering comes out. Well, pre-orders begin for it uh, November twenty-eighth, which costs you a thousand bucks because it features a guaranteed Black Lotus that you cannot use because all the cards in it are n- are not competitive viable uh and also the post malone secret layers drop post malone x secret layers backstage pass which will feature cards of his personal collection uh those pre-orders are available now until november 28th which is when the full release uh comes out and lastly in board game news slay the spires board game adaptation got funded in six minutes after going live on kickstarter Uh, Giving high hopes uh, for people, you know, funding their games on Kickstarter that are pretty popular. And speaking of that, The Last of Us, Escape the Dark, will be beginning its Kickstarter starting on November 8th. Uh, It's being made by the Escape the Dark series creator, Themeborn. Uh, You can look all into that on the Polygon website, which is where I got the story from. And lastly, the D&D movie has revealed its first set of merch. And it's probably the weirdest merch I could have expected the D and D movie to bring us. You get the it's these D twenties, but they're transformers, and they transform into mystical D and D beasts. So you have the owl bear. There's a demogorgon. There's a dragon and another dragon. It's kind of cool. Not gonna lie. Uh, but that's everything that happened this uh, past week in the world of gaming. Uh, Panda, you have anything, to uh, any comments on any of those?
2: Uh, the D20 Transformers, I'm actually kind of interested in it. Uh, I play a little bit of D&D myself. So I'm actually very, very intrigued on how, on like whether or not um, kids would know that they're actually for D&D or they're just Transformers.
1: Yeah, they're really cool looking. They have different colors depending on what the thing is. I believe the owlbear is like this white D20. And uh, like the poses they'll get into are kind of odd. But again, it's like you got to be able to fold it back up into a D20 at the end of the day. Uh, <laughs> but still really, really, really cool. Really odd first merch to see. But glad I'm glad it's getting merch. And what else is dope are... All the games that are coming out next week because there's a lot, some big ones too. Here are the games that should be on your radar from November 7th to 13th.
0: From AAA titles to upcoming indies and random shovelware, here's what's coming out next week that should be on your radar. All right,
1: here we go. Starting off on the Monday, Soulstone Survivors and the Unliving come to PC. On Tuesday, a little to the left comes to the PC. Football Manager 2023 comes out on everything except the PlayStation 4. Oddworld, Soulstorm, and and Sifu both come to the Switch. And Sonic Frontiers comes out on everything. On Wednesday, Standing Alone, God of War Ragnarok for PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4. On Thursday, City Bus Manager and Fabular, Once Upon a Spacetime, come to the PC. Dying Light 2 Stay Human Bloody Ties DLC comes out to all versions of the game. Lunastis comes to the PC and Switch. Police Simulator Patrol Officers makes its console debut for the PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Series X, and Xbox One as the game is in early access on Steam. Steam. Shadow of the Guild comes to the PC. And Steel Rising, Cagliostro's Secrets DLC comes to the PC, PS5, and Series X. And on Friday, Atari Atari 50, the anniversary celebration, comes out on everything. Resident Evil 2, the remake, comes to the Switch. Tactics Ogre Reborn comes to both PlayStations the Switch and PC. Valkyrie Elysium comes to the PC and Hidden Through Time Definitive Edition comes to the PlayStation 4 and Switch. And that's everything that comes out th- next week. Uh any comments on any of those Panda? Uh
2: I would say we look out for Tactics Ogre and Valkyrie Elysium if you like I think those are like RPGs. So if you really like those, definitely look out for that. But uh one that I'm really excited for is the Atari 50 just because, you know, as a retro fan, I love me some Old school, eight bit, if not like just very pixelated games.
1: Nice. Okay. Okay. Uh, obviously, uh, the two big ones of the week are Sonic Frontiers and God of War. Uh, God of War. A lot of people so excited for this. The C- the follow up to the very popular twenty eighteen God of War. Uh, my boy, uh, no score. Uh, my boy Nick Green, who's part of the out of focus podcast uh he actually just finished his road to ragnarok series over on his youtube where he played through all of the god of war series uh to prepare for his playthrough of god of war ragnarok so definitely go check that out if you want a refresher of the series as well you don't have the games and of course sonic frontiers we've been talking about this like all season long and we will be talking about it ideally gonna try to talk to don see if don wants to come on and talk about that afterwards so look forward to possibly that this season as well uh but that's everything that's coming out next week it's now time for us to dive into the main focus of this week's episode here's what we're talking about this week in the game lounge
0: covering a variety of topics with his weekly guests here's what's going down this week in the game lounge And uh, to start things off, we're talking
1: battle passes, battle passes in playing under FOMO, which is the fear of missing out as I I guess battle passes can insinuate that a little bit. So how do you feel about battle passes when they first became a thing and how do you feel about them now?
2: Yeah, uh, when I first uh, saw them, I thought that they were a really good idea because it incentivizes people to kind of come on every day to be able to play through the week and get those, um, specific items that they, uh, that they wanted. Um, and it just created a environment where the game can thrive, um, fast forward since then, uh, which I feel is maybe about two, three years from now, uh, since then, um, I feel like they have went down a hole where it's now just more about the monetization, and not so much of the player. And if you uh, if you would see like some games, if you were to like skip a week, then you will be behind a week on your battle pass. And if you don't uh, end up making making up for that week uh, with game with other gameplay, uh, potentially you can miss out on those exclusive items that are in that pass. Um, And that could be linked to getting characters or uh, getting into cosmetics. Um, Overall, it's just playing on the feelings of, okay, you didn't get this. And if there's no other chance of you obtaining it through, like, say, paying 25 bucks for a set, then you're kind of out of luck at that point.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that is a lot of how I feel with them. I feel like they've gotten worse with that, honestly, with the like with, with main stuff i feel like if you if you if there's like a key element that they put inside a battle pass like a character like you had brought up earlier mm-hmm. and you miss that that's what I, I i hate that i hate like missing that it feels like i now have like an incomplete version of this game especially yeah. if i paid like full price for this game
2: mm-hmm. yeah exactly and uh, just to like cite an example um overwatch 2 that just came out recently their battle pass has uh, the oh. new character, Kiriko, uh, locked at 55. So, um, potentially, um, I, I could be wrong, uh, but what it looks like is that if you don't hit 55 in the battle pass by the time it ends, you will not get to keep uh, Kiriko, um, even though she's free to play right now. And uh, there's no other way of obtaining her unless there's another battle pass that comes out.
1: That's... no, that's... that's... A, that's ugh. I have my great my griefs with Overwatch too. I, I I've said them on this podcast before. I it's I don't I don't want to get into another Blizzard rant. I've ranted <laughs> so much. If there's one video game company I rant about the most, it's Blizzard.
2: Oh yeah, and yeah. It's,
1: it's well deserved because they they don't yeah. Anyway, yes, I absolutely a hundred percent. That's it's dumb that putting key content. Like, that in Battle Pass is is bad. I don't think it's... Cosmetics, on the other hand, I'm kind of okay with. Yeah. Depending on the amount of cosmetics a game has.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Like, um, when I play Pokemon Unite, like, that uh, has cosmetics as well and a Battle Pass. And most of the time, you don't feel like you're missing out because it's not, like, the characters you actually play. So, um, I guess it's only if you're... If you feel like you're missing out, it's only because there's a cosmetic in there that fits your your character. But other than that, it's uh, beneficial to get it to level up your items. So yeah, some some uh, some games do uh, use the battle pass very well, um, kind of like Genshin and Tower Fantasy. If you ever uh, played those kind of games, uh, they have battle passes G- too.
1: G- Genshin added a battle pass. What? I think they have a battle pass. I could be very wrong, or maybe it's like <laughs> daily logins. i Oh, that's not actually brings up another thing daily logins what, you, what what's your thought on those
2: oh my goodness if you miss one login i uh, i feel like that just hurts you so much <laughs> especially if they have a 14 day um a 14 team uh 14 day consecutive login uh kind of situation you miss one, oh you're kind of you're kind of done for it because you'll have those days where you just don't feel like logging on or something came up and you just miss it um So I can't tell you how many times I miss out on free money on on Pokemon, (laughs) um, where I don't have my Switch on me. I'm out and about doing something, and I needed to log in. And there is a mobile game, but apparently the login itself is tied to the Switch account. And since I don't have internet access Uh. or my Switch on me, I I lose out on like 40 gems, which equates to maybe a dollar. (laughs) Oh per day
1: yeah it's, free, it's damn it's it's free real estate just exactly. missing out on it just missing out on it i used to play a, a there were a couple of games i used to play that had the daily login i think destiny was one of them hmm. uh like og destiny not destiny 2 you know before it was cool <laughs> god i think fire emblem heroes had one too when i was addicted to that like crack god it's like a lot of gotcha games have daily logins. Oh, yeah, It's definitely. a great way to incentivize spend your money. You're so close to you're so close to having a full pull. Why not just buy the rest? <laughs>
2: exactly, yeah. Like they they throw out the okay, here's free money, and you are like maybe two two items away from getting your next SSR. And you know what? There's only two. uh You have to wait two days, or you can spend twenty dollars. And do it now,
1: and that's how they get you. Yeah, now there's one game where consistently I do the battle pass for, and that is Yu Gi Oh Master Duel, because every I've done ever since that game launched back in January, I have done every single battle pass that has come out for that. Now, granted, a battle pass in Master Duel lasts about ninety days or so, so it gives us ample time to do 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 duel the duels and get the experience, which is good, because uh, the previous three dual passes had saw you You had to get to level 100 on it to get the big reward, which was a dual companion, which mm-hmm. is one of the few cosmetics in that game. Because uh, with Master Duel, it's a free-to-play game. I have basically gotten every cosmetic you can get that isn't a dumb one and when i say dumb one it, there was there's been two events that i'm like these are stupid i hate them and it's because <laughs> it's mostly it's ranked i hate doing ranked in that game ever since mm-hmm. they added despia ever since despia became a thing and sword soul sword soul made it worse Is just been bad i hate it i hate it <laughs> so much but i still play it because i fucking torture myself with that game every day and I can't stand the meta because I play heroes, which uses like no hand traps. Well, I'll just play a hand trap then. No, you don't get it. <laughs> you don't get it. Hey, we're
2: the same. We don't. Uh, I don't play meta either, and yet I'm still grinding it.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. Oh yeah. But anyway, they do the dual mates are like my incentive. That's like my big incentive for their battle passes. If it if they did not have like a dual mate on there. I probably wouldn't bother with them, but there's just that part of me of like I want to have everything in this game. Oh yeah, <laughs> everything.
2: Yeah. yeah, it's the collector yeah. mindset in us all. Like I have to have it, then I would feel great. If I don't have it, what am I doing?
1: Yeah, you see, here's the thing. It's worse. It's worse if I feel like they, I feel like uh, collector players are very similar to completionist players, which is what I am. <laughs> I'm yeah, a dirty like, completionist.
2: How many uh, achievements 100% did you get on like your Xbox account?
1: <laughs> uh so back when I had an Xbox, I had maybe 33,000 gamer score uh Ooh. before I switched ships entirely it got went to PlayStation and I have roughly 60 platinums
2: Oh my goodness. You are a true completionist sir.
1: I, I plan on completing Sonic Frontiers when that comes out. I'm currently working on Mel Hellsinger, uh, which I looked at the Steam achievements today uh, for that game, and I'm like, oh, these are there's no difficulty ones, which is always oh, Chef's Kiss. Chef's Kiss developers who don't give us difficulty achievements because it's just so good because I, I can go on the easiest difficulty and do some of them. Oh, so I honestly could probably do... The metal get all Steam achievements for Metal Health Singer, and I probably will because I need stuff to play, uh, which we'll, we'll be get, talking about a little bit later because it involves a certain MMORPG that is world renowned <laughs> and features a free trial. But anyway, back to battle passes. I talked about the ninety days for the dual link, the Master Dual one. What what do you think the optimal length of a, a battle pass should be? If, if for games that do it like seasonally
2: hmm i think for seasonally 90 days sounds about right just because it's it's a quarter and it's usually three three months or so so that makes the most sense especially if you need a catch-up period because some people uh, if you are unable to play for one week you can catch up another week if you're like on vacation or, or something or able to get some time off i'm not saying you should like stop what you're doing quit your job to play video games but that's yeah, I think 90 days giving you that makeup period uh, in case you want to invest in like a weekend or two to catch up. 90 days is a pretty solid. All uh, right, from Pokemon itself, we went from 90 days down now to 45, I believe. Oh, they uh, cut it in half. Yeah, they cut it in half. They, they, they tried it for... I think they tried it for last season and it created a lot of pressure, especially for those that are ranking because uh, the Battle Pass is also tied to... Um, to the to your uh, playing ranked, so oh yeah, it's a little it's a little tough, uh, and everybody's trying to get to where they need to be at for ranked before, uh, along with the ba- with the battle pass as well. So dang, yeah, forty five seems like a little too quick, but uh, I think somewhere between like 60, 90 is is a, is a. I
1: feel like it also depends on how well they balance the experience you get for the battle pass to the length of it. Oh, true, yeah. Because I I feel like with that jump from 90 to 45, do you get any more experience when you do certain things for the battle pass, or is it the same as when it was 90?
2: I think it's been the same since it was 90. Um, Yeah, it's just like once you complete the battle pass, you get these extra um, bonus pulls that are gotcha chests at the end of it.
1: Yeah. Oh boy. Pokemon Unite really doing everything out here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, it's ran by, uh, Timmy and Tencent as developers. So you can kind of (laughs) tell.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh. When you, what would you do to like fix battle passes? If you, if you were to step into the realm of the battle pass developers, They're like, hey, we want to do a battle pass with this game. And it's like your standard multiplayer, big multiplayer game doing it. What would you do that fixes it compared to like other battle passes that have come out?
2: Hmm. That's a good one. Um, I don't think necessarily having to uh, fix the battle pass itself, but more so give people opportunity outside of the battle pass to get, Um, certain things that they want without having to buy the battle pass if they don't want to. So making characters available for purchase, um, if you're not going to give it for free, might as well make it available for purchase for like $15 or so uh, USD. Or if you want certain cosmetics that's way past that specific battle pass, you could do a premium for it uh, so people can uh, hop in and buy it. Uh, But yeah, other than that, I think with battle passes maybe, maybe just having like a double experience weekend or something like having those a little bit more common for those that want to, that those that need to catch up. So they feel like it's worth it
1: bring back my cans of seven up and mountain dew that have my double experience code for three hours so i can just rise and grind like the gamer i am
2: yes and ask me code red
1: (laughs) yes (laughs) exactly bring us because i don't see a lot of those anymore like I remember seeing those for Call of Duty way back in the day, mm-hmm. and you don't see those anymore. And I'm like, damn, that was just you go to Burger King, and it's apparently I, I saw this story. It's like, yo, if you want your the, these Overwatch skins, don't play the game, just buy a Whopper and oh, you get yeah. a code. And I'm just like, what the fuck?
2: Yeah, they did that with um, McDonald's in Australia, I think. Yeah,
1: they did. I you, I, I reported that story. Uh, using the My Macca's app, you could order certain items, certain menu items, and that would get you the code for the exclusive McDonald's tracer skin for Overwatch oh. 2. Oh. <laughs> um. Ba 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 ba. <laughs>
2: yeah oh my goodness
1: yeah challenges that give you more experience for battle passes do you enjoy doing them or not i i it's it's a mixed bag with
2: that one because it depends on what the challenge is like if it requires you to win 10 games in a day that makes no sense because there are going to be days where you don't win any games at all um but if it's uh i like i like um weekly challenges rather than daily challenges weekly challenges give you that uh opportunity to play throughout the week so if you don't if you miss a day that's okay because um the rest of the days will still count towards your progression
1: yeah absolutely i'm so not used to like seeing challenges for extra experience because again like i said before master duel only one i really use And it has, I wish it had, God, I wish it had challenges. Because there are some days where I'm just doing ranks and I'm like, oh no, I'm in platinum. I can't win anything. All my experience is going to be halved from just completing (laughs) these hellish duels of somebody playing the goddamn birds, which is Fluandries. Fuck Fluandries, Konami. (laughs) Why would you make that? Why? Why? they're anyway i I think if they added challenges into that one that would be so much better Mm -hmm. god it would be so better because it's just like it kind of like saves you hours of grinding as well doing just extra bonuses for the happy points oh yeah (laughs) Yeah. what what have been your favorite battle passes at least and least favorite
2: Ooh, least favorite i would have to say is definitely i think when PUBG launched its own battle pass
1: oh yeah um, yeah I, I was playing
2: that. that for a while um yeah it was just all cosmetics and nothing to really give the game more incentive to play if um it didn't change the game mechanics it didn't it didn't really do anything for it so i guess that was like my least favorite one most favorite so far unfortunately i think overwatch has a good one i just don't like the lock on the level 55 character other than that i think they're doing it smart uh just because it's a free-to-play game and they're not going to make any money from it like they'll get users signing on and playing it for free but the battle pass is going to be their money maker yeah so tact, uh just like thinking tactically and like that is like the smart smart way to do it because what's ten dollars ten dollars for two three months that's pretty good deal
1: it's not a bad deal it's 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 pretty good deal like 10 bucks for like a couple months not bad uh the worst one i've ever seen halo infinite oh oh Uh. oh Uh, i forgot about that one (laughs) yeah a lot of people did and choose to forget i loved playing halo infinite's multiplayer the day it launched that was so fun that was pure, like almost nostalgic fun with a grappling hook and everything. Then the game came out and everything was ruined. I still want to play it story mode just because Solo, solo Halo is fun, but I don't want to spend full money on that game. Mm-mm. Uh, as for favorite battle pass, probably Yu-Gi-Oh!, <laughs> <laughs> I hate it and I love it at the same time because the little duel mates you get are pretty good. We got fucking Moki Moki on one of them, and that's like, yo, that's a fucking deep cut from a GX episode. It's Mokey Moki. Uh and the, the most recent one we had was Bitron from Yu-Gi-Oh! Reigns. Mm. And uh yeah, no, it's it's been good. It's, I wish that they added like more, cause the thing about the dual master duel battle pass, I keep wanting to call it dual links because that's the other popular Yu-Gi-Oh! game. Uh the thing about Master Duel's dual pass is there are only ever three like rewards that are worth it on it. The at level 50, depending on what version it has, because you can either get this do the standard one that only goes to level 50. Or you can get the deluxe one for 750 gems. Honestly, it's worth it. You get gems out the wazoo. Especially as a new player. With all the solo gates and free shit you get in the tutorials and whatnot. Uh, you, it's like easy money. Easy, easy money. For free money that you just get. Uh, it's it's worth it to get the premium one. Unless you like don't play a whole lot. But it's those two outlet, You get... Uh, Like a background for your main menu art and either a card sleeve or icon at level 50. And at level 100, what used to be level 100, but now it's going to be level 75, you get your dual mate. And that's it. Everything else is just either gems or materials to generate cards. And that's it. It's not that bad, bad, but it's also like, I wish they added more. <laughs> like, give me other incentives. Like the gem output, I think you maybe get four oh god I don't even I don't want I don't know the exact number, but it's around like maybe four hundred gems from the full dual pass, I believe, give or take, if not more. I really don't remember the number off by the top of my head. And then materials, which I mean, the UR material, getting free UR material is great, especially for, because UR material is like the most sought after material without doing full 10 pulls and dismantling all the cards that are URs that you do not need. Yeah, that, 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 it's probably my favorite one. And it's only because I don't play a lot of games that use battle passes. I feel like, okay, here's one question. What game, if they added a battle pass, would be the, the funniest thing ever? Huh. Cause I have mine. It would be smash bros. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty good. I like Imagine. that. that would, it would be, it would, you would be able to get, I don't even know what you would get out of it. Probably like your, that's how they would, that's how Sakurai is going to implement the me costumes going forward <laughs> in the next smash bros game is, Hey guys, oh. we have the super smash battle pass coming out. Please take a look at all the things you get. It's just all of the, literally all of the me costumes.
2: Oh man, I can imagine how many people would be so triggered by it just because <laughs> if you have non, uh, not, non, like, uh, I would say amateur semi pro people, uh, players playing, um, because you have to unlock all the characters in Smash usually. So if they don't have certain characters and then it requires a certain character in the battle pass, they will be so upset. God, <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. Um, I think mine. Would probably have to be in this uh, open. I think it's like in um, early access right now. It's called Played Up, so it's like a advanced version of um, Overcooked. Yes, Overcooked. I know. Ex- yes. I,
1: uh, I yeah. know exactly what game you're talking about. Actually, I have a. a I hit a, a goal during September, where me and the crew will be playing that uh, in a couple weeks from now. Actually, yeah. So I think it'd be I, I, so. It's oh, yeah. that would I be funny. That. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> I think so, yeah. Just making making it like almost practically impossible, but at the same time achievable. Yeah. It just requires a lot of work.
1: <laughs> Especially a game like played up though, it would kind of benefit from a battle pass, not gonna lie, because there's not a lot to the game mm-hmm. cosmetically. So like having like getting like random costumes, like I don't know, give them like a fucking Muppet costume with your elmo. Or something mm. like that. Yeah. That would be funny AF.
2: I agree. I agree.
1: Uh, is there anything else you want to add on Battle Passes?
2: Well, just in general, like Battle Passes, they're not for everyone. If you like a game and you just want to play it, just play it. Don't be tempted to get the Battle Pass. Um, because usually games will throw you freebies here and there. Spend your money how you like to spend
1: it. <laughs> yeah, be responsible too. Be responsible with your money. Because you most of the time, Battle Passes cost you real money.
2: Mm -hmm. be be responsible exactly like don't throw a price like oh okay it's five dollars but if you pay ten twenty dollars you can be ahead of the curve
1: exactly uh okay then well with that then it's time for us to jump into our second topic of the day which is uh mmos and their longevity especially of new mmos so to preface this what starting off what mmos do you play
2: Ooh, well, I used to be a huge MMO gamer, so I dabbled a little bit in um, in WoW. As of recent, I played Final Fantasy XIV up until uh, Shadows, I think.
1: So Shadowbringers,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, one that I spent a lot of time, or two of that I spent a lot of time in, is a uh, Aura Kingdom, which is a anime of uh, MMO. And Terra, Terra was like a big, big one for me.
1: Um, as for myself, I I indulge in the very popular MMO RPG Final Fantasy XIV that features a free trial up to level sixty, including the entirety of a Realm Reborn and Heaven's Ward, with no restrictions on playtime. Uh, as people as people say, uh, and currently I just finished the Stormblood expansion. I have done Ooh. everything that you can do uh, up to the end of Stormblood except for savage omega that's the only thing i haven't done yet
2: yo those raids are nuts
1: (laughs) i did regular omega i just haven't done savage the savage ones yet and i also haven't done all the extremes Hmm. for the stormblood trials i've done biako and i legit legit not i am my luck in this game is something else so, I've been doing mount hunting in this game because I'm like, oh, all the extremes, basically, they can drop a mount. Mm-hmm. So, we've done that for both a Realm Reborn and Heavensward. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my luck is <laughs> nuts because as I'm doing Biako with my boy, Zach, we do the fight. It takes us two attempts because I died pretty early on the first one. But then the second time I died when Biako was like at 19% or something. Uh, so we get to, we do it we beat it and what drops on the first finish of biako the fucking mount wow <laughs> the the kamui drops and i'm like what is my luck now another story i'd like to quickly share is uh, wondrous tales a thing that you get after you complete heaven's ward basically a week a weekly challenge book where you do certain things you'll get a sticker make a bingo you get a reward i did something that not even the people who have been, who got me into this game have done and they've been playing this game for years a long way longer than i have i've maybe logged in a little over 400 hours at this point and that was i got three three rows three bingos on the card which gets you either for each bingo you get a reward. For just completing the book, you get a you get experience and either 10,000 gil or 500 uh tombstones. Not bad. If you get a bingo, you can either turn that in for a bronze reward or a small amount of mgp. If you get two, you get a silver award or mgp and the bronze and silver awards get you you can be traded in for like minions and like cosmetics and stuff from that vendor by getting three with currently three, if you get three that's how you would get like a gold uh certificate but i believe you have to be in current content or at least post shadow bringers to get that so i don't have that option to get the the gold certificate which is how you would get the mounts from this vendor Hmm. instead the i i have three silvers or you get 1 million mgp which is the currency used at the gold saucer the in-game casino which has its own mounts and stuff you can get and i got a three big going so i get a million fucking mgp and i'm like well time to go spend this in one place <laughs> and i did i think i got the remaining minions i needed from there the remaining hairstyles, emotes, and I got a mount out of it, too. Dang. And it, Dang was a ba- it was a Beyblade Tortoise. Because when you're flying with it, it just spins like a fucking Beyblade. <laughs> <laughs> it's the funniest shit I've ever seen. Oh, <laughs> One of man. my favorite mounts in the game. But uh, needless to say, I play a lot of FF14. Uh, up until recently, Where with because of the release of upcoming games, Sonic Frontiers and Pokemon coming out soon... I'm actually not going to be playing Shadowbringers for a while. I'm actually preventing myself from playing Shadowbringers because I need to take a break from this game to play other things. So am I lo- Am I locking myself out of like what is arguably some of the best content in this game? Yes. But I have to play Pokemon and finish Pokemon. That doesn't <laughs> come out to the 18th. I probably won't be starting Shadowbringers unless I'm doing stuff on stream for it. Until December, if that. so, yeah, oh, man, that's, but that's where long time. I currently am. Uh, but back to back to us getting on target MMOs, a lot of them, and we've kind of seen it using New World as an example. They have this like really big hype at launch, but their player base decreases. And the only ones that have like kind of stuck with their player bases going up or like staying stagnant are FF14, and I guess. World of Warcraft so even World of Warcraft has like been slowing decreasing but that's because of just Blizzard being Blizzard. What what do these long-lasting MMOs do right that the new ones aren't doing right or if it is if it if it is like that if it is like even that that's them doing or if it's something else.
2: Hmm, I think a lot of it comes down to whether or not you want to try to aim for an, a niche. Of some sort or you want to do something new um something like new worlds It's it's an mmo but it doesn't feel like an mmo at most times i feel like because like i don't think it has mounts in them so it doesn't necessarily have that same feel um but that's like very subjective like you can have no mounts anywhere and still have it be an mmo like look at uh black desert or something um but yeah i i don't know i think the the um the older games what they do is they do listen to their player base a lot and uh hence why they brought back like some classics so wow um i think a lot of their population went over to um wow classic because they just liked how the game was originally they didn't uh need all these like updates to
1: it but 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 pandas (laughs) <laughs> the mists of pandaria oh god <laughs> i can't say that with a straight face
2: <laughs> oh yeah yeah i don't know i think final fantasy 14 just has it, i think final fantasy 14 is like the ideal mmo where it feels like the developers really do care about the content and it's always releasing new content uh newer story um has people more engaged in the community because uh, you built that with these uh, newer mmos that come out um, there's not much focus into it, there's a lot of bugs, um, level scaling is either really bad or very boring, and it's it's also very solo heavy, rather than promoting group play. So that's kind of where I see some of the games kind of die off. It's kind of like Astellia Online, Bless Online. Those kind of fell off because I, I feel like they had more of a solo mindset for a player. And if you wanted to queue up with people, there's nobody queuing up for certain quests. Um and level cap on top of that. Level cap is way too quick.
1: Definitely, especially like if it doesn't offer you to play as like all the classes. Like mm-hmm. like FF14 does.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Character locking too, uh to a specific race and stuff. Yeah.
1: With uh the soul the comment you made on solo playing, I feel mm-hmm. like certain MMOs can It really depends on how the game is. Now, granted, I'm going to be putting in one of the wilder MMO entries, Destiny 2. Mm -hmm. Destiny 2 is an MMO. Now, playing that game, I like that game playing. I like playing the campaigns and stuff or like the the story and stuff solo because it feels... Well, I mean, it's a shooter. It's a shooter MMO, and that solo gameplay is a lot better solo. I feel like if you're... Doing you gotta have like a, a good a good good a good enough of a game a unique gameplay to have the solo story and solo content enjoyable and stand out as more unique. Oh
2: definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um I guess like in in, in like my uh in my like explanation of solo, it's more so um okay, you need like five people to run this dungeon. But you know what? I'm playing the lancer tank role, so I'm just gonna run through the whole thing and beat it myself with nobody to help me. Um, and then you end up doing it. Then after that, it's like, okay, well, why do I need a party moving forward?
1: <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. I feel that. Yeah. Oh God. Ugh. So when you said when you said lancer, I'm like, oh God, he's gonna talk about Q times. <laughs> old Q times. As, as a as a. That- as a dps main who mains Mm -hmm. dragoon and reaper uh i i don't know what uh instant q times are
2: yeah oh (laughs) yes that's also another thing yeah q times are the worst because they don't incentivize that these other roles are fun to play so the fact that um you have oversaturation in some roles it kind of kills the game
1: yeah so and surprisingly even though FF definitely has that oversaturation of dps everyone wants to play dps there's still a, there's oddly enough still a good amount of healers and tanks to balance it to kind of balance it but there is definitely that oversaturation
2: oh yeah no doubt so
1: with new games like that having that oversaturation how is is there is there better ways for them to combat that?
2: Um, I think Final Fantasy XIV does it really well, where it's cross cross world, um, cross world uh, dungeon runs. So you don't necessarily have to pair up with people in Balmong. You can pair up with people in like other servers, like Siren or something. Of course, the um, one that's brought up is Balmong. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> only the elitist stay in Balmong. So just say, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, like cross world. Um, cross servers um play playability i think that would be really really good like you won't be able to uh chat with other people and but you can definitely queue up with them and chat in the actual party when you're in uh, the dungeon or raid i think that would be one good way to combat it especially if your server lacks availability of certain roles
1: do you think there are other elements that the mmos would focus could focus on to bring people in.
2: Yeah. Um, no more founder packs.
1: I think Ooh. the founder packs,
2: those are like your one-time a lot of the times we've been seeing it with Bless and Estelia and all like these other new MMOs coming out. It's almost like a one-time scam to take your money and then after that saying okay we're shutting on servers because nobody's playing. Rather than doing a founder's pack, I think keeping it into just giving people access to open betas and pushing that content to be a little later to be obtained would be good. Yeah, you can give people the ability to get ahead of the curve because we know everyone. Oh yeah, I want to be the best. I want to be ahead of everyone else. But if you start the game out balanced and not have people go from founder to being elite um, and then uh, starting to change the way the game is played, so i.e. the economy of the game. Uh, some people they would just sell things for like millions of gold or something, and uh, the new people coming in won't be able to afford it, and they have to get that item to be uh, one of the considered the best or at least queueable in some in uh, some group play. So maybe getting rid of founders packs. Game of finance Packs focus on actual content of the game or just make it pay to play at that point. Um, for a uh, that's thing.
1: actually brings up my next question that I had. Should MMOs be free to play with subscriptions or one-time payment?
2: The only time I've ever seen one-time payment work is Guild Wars. That's about it. I don't... Because, like, uh, I think Final Fantasy 14 and WoW, you still pay the one-time for the expansions, but you still have to pay monthly. Mm, it's kind of hard to say. It's kind of hard to say. I think I prefer free to pay aspects. And then if I really like the game, I would throw money at it.
1: Yeah. That's that. I'm I'm about the same. I've, I think offering, especially again, the FF14 does so many things, right? The free trial, especially because like having a trial, even like where it's like, Hey, we're going to give you all of this content for free. You don't have to do any, no subscription, whatsoever after x amount of days play the game if you like it hey you can give us that if you reach the end of it you can still play it on your free subscription you're limited to what you can do but you can still play all that stuff or you know you could start your subscription and get access to so many other things and then if you like us even more then you can go to the mog station and buy a 40 dollars (laughs) motorcycle which i've done I've Oh no. Uh, I I okay, so <laughs> I, I I I'm not proud of this. <laughs> but I've probably spent on top of just my subscription, I want to say maybe around $400. No, th- yeah, maybe 300, maybe $300 on Final <laughs> Fantasy 14 Mog Station stuff that includes minions, mounts and emotes. Oh no! 300, three hundred. Wait, three hundred. Wait, maybe maybe more around two fifty. Maybe mm. two hundred to two fifty, but still, because <laughs> I've I've purchased because most of that stuff has been on sale. But I I've purchased uh, I purchased Fenrir, the bicycle the bicycle I want to call it a bicycle because that's bicycle. really cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a fancy bicycle. That's all a motorcycle is. Yeah. Uh, I've, done, I've purchased that. I have all of the Halloween mounts. The, okay, there's a lot. There's a lot. I spent a lot of money in the, on the Mog Station.
2: Oh, no, yeah. Like If if it's a game that you really like and really love, by all means, just do it, but be responsible with your money. <laughs> Thank
1: God I have a decent income. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. But it's good. At least I'm playing the game. At least I'm probably going to end up as one of those guys who... If, if, if I had no life legit i would probably just be on ff all day <laughs> mm. Mm. i I would probably be i don't know grinding something so i could craft and sell it on the market board for millions of gill and profit is there anything else you want to add that we've missed about uh mmos and their the and having ones keep up their longevity
2: um no i think i think uh we covered everything it's just that it, people the audience for MMOs is very, um, it's kind of fickle in a sense.
1: Yeah, that's you know, it's very, you gotta, with MMOs, you gotta really reach out because there is really only like that one type of demographic. And that is, like that's, well, they're not, well, of, co- well, of course they'll see that demographic come into their game. They want to try to get others who don't play that type of game into it. Yeah. And It's hard to do, especially with like if, you, especially if you're like an in, independent, like an indie esque MMO that's coming out, and no one knows who you are aside from the MMO community. Yeah. Whereas like WoW is like a, essentially like a staple, a brand, a family staple video game name that people kind of know what that is. Final Fantasy has the Final Fantasy right in there, so that appeals to. Our, a lot more of a broader RPG fan to come in and see what it's about. And I don't know, destiny kind of appeals to the shooters, but I mean, again, the game is a shooter <laughs> just with MMO aspects.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like uh lost Ark too. Lost Ark is a really good example of a one that's kind of doing well. Um, it puts in the aspects of Diablo, which a lot of like, old school diablo 2 players really enjoy but at the same time does have that multiplayer aspect of you can log in and out at any time and it uh, feels like an updated version of um, path of exile
1: i do have one more question i did just think of if you could see one franchise or if you would like yeah well, if you could see one franchise get like an mmo what franchise would you like to see it be
2: i honestly think pokemon yeah can benefit so much um especially since we already have something that's kind of like that uh, i think it's called temtem which is <laughs> which, which is, is an indie is, developer it,
1: for it They but, tried. people yeah. were like this is gonna be the pokemon killer this is gonna force pokemon to do better it really didn't
2: no no it didn't but it, it had a good attempt in it um other than that like all of these like other um like i think these are these websites for like pokemon mmo games but yeah they're they're not necessarily true the
1: the fan games
2: yeah exactly they're not true mmos so i think um yeah if anything pokemon if if y'all if y'all are listening get an mmo out there everybody's gonna enjoy it you already have it through like sword and shield where you're able to see people when you're online running around
1: and we have it. We'll be getting it a little bit more with Scarlet and Violet having up to four people in your world. Exactly. So it's about time. Maybe, maybe Generation Ten will be the one where Pokemon's like, okay, guys, this is the last Pokemon game we're releasing for the mainline series, and you're just, we're just going to update it yep. every so often with new content.
2: Yep. Ten and generations $60. of dollars
1: Yeah. <laughs> we're charged sixty American, eighty Canadian, because we pay eighty bucks up here in Canada for new video games. Honestly, I feel like Pokemon would get so much... They would do so much better because then they could, I don't know, not be as sweaty with crunch times and that shit. They could develop new Pokemon whenever the fuck they want and release a patch of like, hey guys, Raichu can evolve now! Or exactly. some shit like that. God, why don't we have that? Oh, Pokemon, get on that! <laughs> Pokemon- <laughs> I mean, they already started with the MOBA, so now it's just MMO. Uh, All righty. Well, with that, that is time for us to start closing out today's episode. We're going to jump into the bonus level.
0: Community Q&As, a look back at gaming history and your achievement of the week. Here's this week's bonus level. And to
1: kick things off, we got the Community Corner, uh, which is a segment where you, the community, can interact with uh, me and the guest of the week. Uh, where we get questions from the official tony's game Lounge discord which you can join there will be a link in the description of this podcast that you can join uh, as well as you can find it over on my twitch channel as well and this week we got two questions the first from the mysterious 11 are battle passes fair make a game free to play only to lock a majority of the content behind battle passes or insane time insane time commitment it's fair Fair in
2: the sense of the developer because they're not making any money if it's um, if it's just developed and opened up to the public to play. They have to gain income in some way and um, see success in that uh, because companies do have to pay. They can't, yeah, they can't just uh, say, "Hey, here's a free game. Um, do whatever you do whatever you want. We're not going to pay our, our employees that sweated day and night for the last year, three years to make this game for you." um but i would like i would say it'd be nice if they made it fair for the people too so maybe not pay a a exuberant amount um and just release content here and there along with the battle pass that doesn't have to be tied to the
1: battle pass yeah i'd agree with that I, i would say they are battle passes are mostly fair depending on the game That that, I think that's my all I have to really add. It depends on the game for me. Uh, Oh, yeah. uh, Again, back to Yu-Gi-Oh! Legit, you could never spend a dollar in that game, and you could get every Battle Pass the gold one for free just because of all the gems you make from regular duels or wars and the solo content that they add on updates. It depends on the game.
2: I was going to say, if they uh, added something uh, that would uh, help promote Battle Passes better... Like some people are more uh, analytical, so they want they probably want to see something that uh, gives you a breakdown of what your actual benefits are. Like, is it a boost in experience? Is it um,
1: how, how much how much rewards would I get out of this total? Like, yeah, maxed it out
2: exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, I feel like this question was definitely tied to like Overwatch too. So I'm just gonna say. Don't lock characters behind battle passes, dude. That sucks.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and from actual Trash PhD, he has a doctorate in Trash. Why is it that Final Fantasy XIV is the best MMO objectively? Because of Yoshi P. <laughs> Yoshi P and Soken. That's all I have to say. You have one of the best FF devs on there and the best FF composer.
2: Yeah, I think Final Fantasy 14 puts love in every single thing um, that they that they do from the character designs to the music to the gameplay. It feels like you're playing an actual Final Fantasy RPG from back in the day with updated graphics and just a massive orchestra. Like I I even want to try to um, get tickets to go see uh, one of the orchestra performances. Yeah I, I would
1: I would love to see just like the primals just like Ooh, yes yeah please yes get me yes. on a plane fly me to japan so i can see soken and the primals live yeah. please i just want
2: to listen to the uh, the, the shiva
1: Oh, Oblivion! Uh, the
2: fight. Yeah, the uh, Oblivion. Fight. Is, Ob- oh, not so
1: gonna lie, Oblivion is like my, like my favorite track in the game right yeah. now. <laughs> it's so good. What? Okay. What is your favorite aside from aside from Oblivion? Because we both just gushed over it. What's your uh, What's another favorite track of yours?
2: Mm, another one.
1: It has to be one of the Alexander fights. I forgot which Ooh, one it was. Is it? Is it Locust? That's the that's the one that goes over most of them, I think so. Yeah, the other options are metal, metal, brute justice mode, and then uh, exponential entropy, which is forward and back, and then forward and back, and then forward and back. <laughs> and <then one> for-
2: <laughs> yeah, I think it's locus. Yeah, I think it's that one. Yeah,
1: that's a that's a good one too. Um, for me, it's and I haven't gotten to the content yet because I know it's in Shadowbringers. Uh, but it's uh, a long fall uh, for the tw- for the twinning mm. and uh, the Ultima,
2: <gasps> Ultima for
1: the weapons, for the weapons, <laughs> for the weapon trials in Shadowbringers. Yeah, yeah. So th- those are like probably my two other favorite tracks. I love a lot of them. Like fucking Sogan. Uh, like the man's a legend. The man writes great music. He then battles and beats cancer. And then he comes back on stage and he just goes... Do you like (laughs) Lachie? And then Ben pulls out his automaton and just plays it and then leaves. What a hero. Fucking legend. Fucking Nazi Oshisoken, if you are listening to this somehow, please hit me up. Come on my podcast. Please.
2: Do it. I can vouch
1: for it. We got the vouch. Uh, but that's it for the Community Quarter this week. It's now time for us to look, take a look back uh, at this week in gaming history from uh, November 7th to 13th. Uh, on the 7th, 2006, Red Octane released Guitar Hero 2 for the PlayStation 2 in North America. On the 8th, 2006, Square Enix released Final Fantasy V Advance for the Game Boy Advance in North America. On the 9th, 2004... Sony released Jack 3 for the PlayStation 2 in North America. On the 10th, 1994, Sega released Sonic the Hedgehog Triple Trouble for the Game Gear in North America. That's another game we talked about last week with Nimputs. On the 11th, 2002, Capcom released Resident Evil Zero for the GameCube in North America. On the 12th, 2007, Super Mario Galaxy was released on the Wii in North America. And on the 13th, 2001, Konami released Metal Gear Solid 2 for the PS2 in North America. The achievement of the week is in WRC Generations. It's Tourist, which is to drive over 200 kilometers in any mode. And the game of the week this week is going to Sonic Frontiers because I pl- i have it pre-ordered. Um, I'm still debating if I want to sign up for the newsletter to get the soap shoes. Oh, you got to. You have to. I don't know if I want to though. Like, I—I I mean, I want to, but it's like I don't know if I want to, like you know, go sign up for me. La- I'm just lazy <laughs> right now. And like, do I want to really sign up for a newsletter to get soap shoes? I—I'm I, just not. Are sure they in game or in game? Yeah, it's in game. If if it was real, like oh, you know, I would be doing that. Get, get a pair of like early two thousand soap shoes in twenty twenty two. Yes, yes please. please. I'm gonna grind on all the rails. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> guys look i'm escaping in the city rolling at the speed of sound god <laughs> <laughs> oh my god actually fun fact uh they put out sonic frontiers actually put out a brand new video um, about the music of the game and like the lead music designer mm-hmm. uh he's the guy who did all of the knuckles music in sonic adventure oh Flight. that's so
2: good Okay, yeah, I'm going to have
1: to check out Frontiers then. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. I mean, fuck, the ending theme alone. Have you seen the ending and opening theme for the game? Not yet, no. So the ending theme is by 1OK Rock. It's uh, "Vandalized," which is off of their new album, Luxury Disease. And the opening is called I'm Here, which is an actual original song for the game. Still really good. But the fact that One Ok Rock has a song tied to Sonic, I fucking and I'm a huge One Ok Rock fan. I screamed so hard when I saw that tweet. I'm like, what? I I would blow up the microphone if I did the same reaction. But yeah, I was uh, I was very excited. My heart just dropped. Oh yeah,
2: my heart just dropped when you said One Ok. Yes. So.
1: Oh okay, I'm gonna have to check it out. Yes, yes, please. Yeah, it's it's uh is good, but that's everything we got this week. Pan- dirty Panda. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Yeah, that was fun. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you so much for having me. Where can we find you on the internet?
2: Yeah. Uh, so I stream on Twitch um, pretty much every other day, uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. Uh, we It's uh, twitch.tv uh, backwards slash or forward slash something. Uh, X dirty Panda. And uh, on Twitter as well. Same thing. X dirty Panda and Instagram.
1: Alrighty, and of course you can find me over at Tony's Game Lounge on Instagram, Twitch, and TikTok, and at Radio Tony over on Twitter. Uh, links to our socials will be in the description of this podcast. And be sure to like, follow, share this podcast on whatever you're listening on, whatever platform you're listening to this to, to help us, you know, get caught in the algorithm and stuff like that, because that's how we grow. Uh, and once again, Panda, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me. And thank you, the listener, for tuning in. We will be back next week on a brand new stop on the world tour right back here in the Game Lounge.
0: Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Tony's Game Lounge. New episodes release every Monday. Be sure to like and share the podcast and follow Tony on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and TikTok for more updates.